Amen, amen. Well, welcome everybody to Keep the Promise Worship Center. How many watched some of that football game last night? I'm talking about the Tebow game, right? Yeah. And I feel just like that this morning because it seems like when everything was happening, it was just falling back on him, man. But you know what? I learned something from watching that. You know what? You play at a, play at a time and you keep giving it your best. So whatever's happening in life, whether your batteries are dead on your guitar, it's out of tune or wherever the case is, you just keep giving it your best each step of the way. And you know what? That's what really shows the character of Christ for our life. When things are going a little crazy, right? We just keep on looking up, keep on trusting God. So I'm ready for a fresh start. Are you guys? Very good. Well, today's message is called Releasing the Limits. And you say, well, buddy, what do you mean releasing the limits on what? And I would say, exactly. So well, what do you mean? What is it that we need to release the limits on in our life? Are we blocking things that God wants to teach us? Are we um, not releasing our faith and trust in the word of God? Or are, we not put, or, or are we putting limits on our faith and everything else when it comes to dealing with God? All right. So today our scripture is going to be 1 Corinthians 2.12. Now I'm going to give you a little background first and then we're going to jump into that. But if you've got your Bibles with you, I'd like you to go ahead and turn to that. Mike, thank you so much, bud. And then we're going to go and pull a few things out as we go along. But like I said, you know, are we limiting the power of God through our lives and circumstances? Think about that. This week, how have you limited the, the power of God in your life? Have we been speaking doubt? Are we speaking life? What's going on in there? So just take a little snapshot of that and think about those things. So today what I want to do, I want to address several areas that I believe that the enemy can really sneak in real quick if we're not careful. Okay? So let's take a look at this. You got your notebooks, right? Notes and everything else. Mr. Nee said anything out there? First thing I want to talk about, sometimes we become short Sighted. And you say, well, what do you mean by that? I'm going to give you the, the dictionary term, and then I'm going to believe, give you what I believe the spiritual term is of that, all right? The dictionary says it like this, not giving careful consideration to a situation, lacking foresight or scope of a plan. But also, I believe that spiritually speaking, it's forgetting the blessings you have, all right? Now, everybody listening real close, right? Every now and then, I kind of challenge you to, to grow in your faith, like every time we come in here, right? And so this will be no different. A few months back, we challenged everybody to take a little time in their prayer time and start writing a journal down what God is speaking to you and share that. We wanted to, 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 to turn around and take a little time, magnify God through prayer, listen to what God's given us, write it down so that we can go back and refresh on that, right? Well, this week, what I, want, I would like you to do, I'm going to challenge you this. Sit down tonight and spend a little time thinking about all the blessings that God has given you. Take out a sheet of paper. But really, I think you probably ought to take out a notebook. Okay? And I, what I say, just take 10 minutes, right? 10 minutes. And, and just, Lord, show me all the blessings that you've poured out in my life thus far. That's, that's, that's the deal. All right? And then what I'd like you to do is after you do that, whether you put it in your Bible and open that up during your daily reading time, whether you set it beside your bed and meditate on it before you go to sleep, or set it beside your bed and, and look at it before you get up. Let those blessings framework your heart for the day. You with me? Because that's going to roll right into the next point right there. Pick the positive. So many times we default to the negative. The guys I work with and all of a sudden said, what's that thing you say all the time, buddy? I said, you know, sometimes we just want to default to the natural. We just default to the flesh, man. Something comes our way, we want to go, ah! Instead of going, wow, I wonder why that person's acting that way. Trying to look at the situation through God's eyes. But what I want to say is here, if we look to pick the positive, 
I've already set you up the stage, the backdrop of that, because you're going to be reviewing the blessings God's poured out on your life all week long, right? And it's kind of hard to see anything else other than that if you're picking a positive, right? Have you ever met somebody that picks a positive? You just want, like, you kind of gravitate towards them, you know? But then sometimes it, it works both ways because negative Ned, man, will just wear you down. Man, it's a beautiful day, yeah, but it's kind of windy. Well, we're flying a kite. You know what I mean? Come on, man, pick the positive, you know? So we want to look at that and, and take a look at that, setting the stage to have our heart before God so that we can grow in the grace of God. Amen? Let's take a look at this. Amen. Realize this, guys, and this is something the Lord shows me over and over. Things don't always happen in the time frame or the way that we think they should. And something that God has shown me, he says, you know what, I'm still training you. How many know we're still in training? We're saved and we're secured by the finished work of the cross of Jesus Christ, but he's still working in our life. We're a work in progress, right? But you know what? The good news is we are secure in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of what he did. Amen? That's the whole gospel right out of the shoot. I try to give it to you as soon as I can, you know, because that's what's going to transform and transform and save your life. All right? So God is training you. Think about that today when you're here. What areas may God be training you in? Is it areas of finance, patience, faith? Because he's always working, right? God's always wanting to work on our lives to mold us more and more into the image of his dear son, Jesus Christ, right? The question is, are we being moldable? So I pray today as you hear this message that we let the Holy Spirit take that message and mold it in your life, all right? And here's another thing that the Lord showed me when I was putting this together. We need to check our focus and watch your motives. And it kind of all ties in together. But you know what? If we have the wrong focus, we're going to have the wrong motives as well. They kind of go back and forth. What are we focused on? Again, going back to pick the positive, are we focused on what God has done for us? Are we focused on all the blessings that we have? Or are we going to allow that one bump in the road to ruin our whole day? I know nobody here does that, right? But you know what? That's where accountability is really good. And having people that are walking with the Lord come alongside you. And you go, man, I cannot believe this. Whatever it may be. Sometimes, you know, most of the time it's the really small things that just set us over the top. But you know what? If we take a minute, take a breath. And I don't think there's anything wrong with just living and being real. Sometimes we've got to let off a little steam. But you don't have to stay there. Because God wants to continue to work in that and mold you into his... his image of the sun, right? So our motives. Your attitude will impact others. Think about that. You know, it's a whole lot easier preaching when everybody's smiling. I start preaching, everybody going like this. I'm going, is there a stain on my shirt? What's going on? You know, we start thinking about that stuff. But you can't let that bug you. So I just keep looking down like this. Just give you a perfect example. You know, how many times when we go to work or something comes up and we allow that thing or that person to upset the whole apple cart? I tell people this all the time, and I have to tell myself this, as I always say, I'm preaching to me first. Sometimes we allow people too much access into our life with this negative stuff. It's great to allow you know, access into your life with the positive from God's word, right? Coming along, sharpening iron, sharpening iron. But there's times that if you're not careful, you can just start gravitating to that. You ever notice that? How many people get a lot of phone calls? I'm the only guy. How many people get a lot of really cool phone calls? I get a lot of cool phone calls. But I get a lot of other phone calls too. And that's fine. 
But you know what happens is a lot of time when we're talking to folks, there's people you talk to and you, you love on them and you pour into their life and you point them to scripture. And how many know sometimes people maybe you work with, you come back and six months later they're at the same spot. They haven't applied the truth to God's word in their life. And so you say, well, you know, how's this? Oh, man, you just wouldn't believe. I thought, well, that's where we were last time. You know, and we talk about those things and I'm not discounting the things that people go into. But you know what? Through the backdrop of the blessing of Jesus Christ. Man, can't we work with that a little bit? You know we can. Let's get the proper perspective on who God is and who we are as his children. See, that's something to get excited about. So like, like when I get up in the morning, I'm thinking, man, let me tell you what. I'm usually a pretty happy guy in the morning. I don't like getting up that early. But still, I'm thinking, man, you know what? God has let me sleep in a warm house. My kids are doing all right. Got a beautiful bride. Man, there's, there's, there's food. There's things like that. So I'm, before I even get out of bed, guess what? My three-legged puppy jumps up and licks me right on the face, man. Starts your day off that. Everybody knows we're animal lovers at my house. We got a wonderful dog that I keep for my father-in-law. But uh, <laughs> y'all are like, I say, it, I say it's my dog, but it's really his. Because I say, granddaddy's coming. She's like, ready to go. But, you know, even the blessings of, of our, our pets and animals and things like that. Isn't it great, you know? And you know what? They don't usually get down. Isn't it crazy? You can have a rough day and your dog's just going, hey, it's great. You know? Why is it that we bring so much of the workplace back into home? You know, we need to guard that. You know what? We need to be taking that time, spending it with God, and then taking that attitude to work into the marketplace, into other parts of the family. Amen? So we want to make sure that we keep the right attitude because our attitude will impact others. It really will, guys. And we want to be a messenger for Christ. Amen? You'll either be a blessing or a curse, right? You think about that. Have you ever heard somebody, have you ever think about this and you hope that it's not your name when it comes up? And somebody, you're doing something, they say, well, oh, such and such is coming and everybody goes, they're coming here? You know? Instead of going, hey, you know, uh, Tim's coming over. And they go, man, all right, great. When's he going to be here? You know what? Because you've already set the framework of what they're expecting. You see what I'm saying? With your attitudes and all that, just like we were talking in the last slide here, that, that we impact other lives. Man, let's impact people's lives for the kingdom. Let's impact people's lives for the good. Let's show, be a mirror of Christ to these folks, all right? So what are you speaking? We talk about our words so many times, framing the, the, our life that we live. Ah, man, I'm thinking about, do I go here, do I not go here? I think I will. It's, it's really amazing to me how you wonder how, when you're dealing with people and talking to folks sometimes, and i got to be careful of that too, because, you know, I go, whoa, I am falling into that. Man, our words will set the tone of the day. Our words will set even how you feel. I'm not discounting that we go through tough times. But, man, can't we just find a little bit of positive in that? And if you can't, take it to God's word. And I guarantee you, the Holy Spirit said, well, let me remind you of a couple of things. Let me remind you of the authority that you have as a believer. Let me remind you that it's by grace through faith you're saved, not that of yourself, but it's a gift. So we need to receive that gift. Let it work in our heart and share it with some other folks. Amen? Good stuff, good stuff. Something else I want to put in here. I had this in here. I want to make sure we get it. You know, when we do this and take that as a backdrop of our day, spending time in God's word, right? Not forgetting the blessings and stuff. What it will do, it will revolutionize your prayer time. It will revive your heart and it will inspire others to draw close to the Lord. 
You're a mirror of Christ. If you have put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit is living in you. And God wants you to make a difference right where you are. Right? It's not like, well, 10 years from now, God might use me. He's working and perfecting things right in your life, whether it's at college, at home, at work, football field, whatever, maybe taking the trash out. But God knows where you are, and God wants to work through you right where you are. Are you available? Amen? What's something else we see here? Oh, I know what I want to do. Now, you got your Bibles with you. Open it up to this. And I want to take a look at this here. I'm going to read this to you. He's got it up on the board. And this is where this whole message starts spilling out from. It says, in 1 Corinthians 2.12, says this. We have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God, given, given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessings so we freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. And man, you can just read through that and go, oh, that's nice. Or you can take a little time and really soak that in and realize what God's done for you. All right. And I'm convinced as believers, if we just soaked in the promises of God's word, we would be unstoppable. If we really identify with the truth of God's word and allow the spirit of God to lead God and direct us, I believe we'd be unstoppable. Because you know what? We're in it to win it for God. Now, let's go down here and look back at the verse. It says, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, given to us that we might realize. See, a lot of times we don't realize who we are in Christ. We don't realize that we're chosen. We don't realize of what it costs for us to have that relationship. It costs God his best. Amen? Here's something else. We need to comprehend that. Right? And then we need to appreciate it. I was thinking about that. You know, if, if you didn't know you had a million dollars in the bank, right? You didn't realize you had a million dollars in the bank. It doesn't do you much good. If you don't comprehend that you can write that check and, and, and make a draw on that money, it doesn't do you much good. But if you do realize that and you do comprehend that, I bet you appreciate it, right? Well, you know what? I'm talking about things that money cannot buy. I'm talking about the grace of God, the favor of God, the salvation that only comes through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And it comes back here and the rest of that verse is worth repeating here. Appreciate the gifts of divine favor. And blessings so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. But the love of God reaches right where you are. And he says, here. But you know what? We need to receive it by faith. Amen? Very good. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that on this slide. But what happens is this. Why can't we get a hold of this? I believe it's preconceived ideas. What do you mean by that? Don't box God in. Now, you guys hear this a lot. Don't put God in a box. I'm going to say the little, same, same thing, but just a little bit different. Don't box God in. See, what happens is we think we know more than God. We would never say that, but our actions speak that we do, that, that we think we do, I should say. We think we know what's best. Think about that. Over and over and over. We think, well, you know, I know the Bible says, but... Well, you know, I should do this, but you know what? We don't need to have that in there. We need to be doing and saying and working from God's perspective. Don't get me wrong. We all miss the mark, but that's why Jesus came. But you know what? When we do miss the mark and God shows us that, be quick to turn from it and get back in the game. I'm not here to beat you up. I'm here to lift you up. I'm here to lift you up and encourage you. Get back in the game. And I tell you what, I was going to work and, and the Lord just, I was thinking about this message. 
And it said, give them something to work with. Just give them something to work with. Right? See, little is much when Jesus is in it. And that's something we talked a few weeks ago about, you know, Jesus got in a work boat. It was just an ordinary work boat. But when Jesus got in it, guess what? It became a soul saving station. Amen. Changing lives, bringing in the big catch. Right. So, you know what? Give God something to work with. Look at that. What did he have? Two fishes and five loaves? Five thousand people. That's a fish fry like Dave Raven couldn't even put on. And he puts on some good ones. Right. I had to throw that in there because he looks out for us, man. Oh, here comes my story. I promised him I had a story. You may know all he's taught you, but you don't know all he knows. Now, I'm going to trim this up a little bit and, and put it like this. You may think you know all he's taught you, but you don't know all he knows. How are we looking on time? All right, many of y'all know, not from my figure, but many of y'all know I used to do a lot of martial arts and really enjoyed that stuff many moons ago. And uh, I spent a lot of time with my, my instructor. Man, we were buddy buddies. And we'd go bicycle riding and we'd go to the movies. And man, we'd be sparring around the house and all this stuff. And I remember one particular Thursday night, which was sparring night, it was on. Because I'm hanging out with him. I'm getting the inside scoop. I know him, right? Watch this right here. So we're going and we have a couple little sparring matches and everything. Man, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm moving on up, man. All right. Putting it on so my teacher, he's seeing all this. And he's been around the block. He said, about time to take this boy. Teach him a little something. He said, hey, boy, how about me and you? I said, oh, yes, sir, sensei. I'm thinking, all right, I remember. I see what he's been doing. I'm ready. Whoa! I'm jumping all around. I mean, I'm telling you, man, Miyagi ain't got nothing on me. I'm coming on this thing. I'm jumping around. Oh, yeah. Everything else. And there was one of the other instructors over there. And this is when it all came together. It went something like this. You ever seen the movies when things go slowing down? I said, if he does that again, I'm going to do that new move that he showed me. I'm going to grab his shoulder. And this guy's a lot bigger than me. But he showed me because he already told me. It don't matter how big you are, boy. You can do it. So, man, I'm pumped up. And I said, boy, if he does that again, I'm taking him down. Right? So he did it again. I said, I'm going to grab him right here. I'm going to sweep that leg. Woo! And then the reality set in. I heard the other teacher go, no. And I went, whoo. And I went, oh. And I heard something sound like bones on this wooden floor. It was mine. Kaboom. And I heard something go, and it was me. And then I saw this big five-finger brick coming. When I was going, and he punched right beside my head. And, I <laughs> and he picked me up and he taught me this lesson. You may know all that I've taught you, but you don't know all I know. I believe we can apply that in God's word. Amen. I'm going to tell you what. I was a believer then. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you know what? What I want to talk about here with these preconceived ideas. You know, a lot of times we can spend time and get casual with God's word. Don't be casual with God's word. Dig into it. Oh, I've read that. Yeah. I've heard that sermon before. Yeah, I know. And then we leave here unchanged, untransformed, or even worse, thinking you know it all. And then when those storms of life come in, you hear the no. And you go, no, I got it. And all the spirit's going, no. <laughs> no, I've got it under control. I know three Bible verses. You know? <laughs> it's like, 
Ah, you know what? Draw close to God. So something I want you to know here. One of the greatest time savers and a great way to release, uh, you know, the limits is maybe in our prayer time. Spending time with God. You want to get something done fast? Stop trying to fix it yourself and get on your knees. Shortest, best time saver there is, praying. Amen? God can move a mountain. He's not bound by time. He can make the changes, all right? Good stuff. So everybody's saying, okay, well, that sounds good, all the things I'm not doing. What about the things I am doing? Well, you know what? We're going to pick the positive now, right? We're going to talk about peace that we get only from a personal relationship with Christ. Amen? I want us to take a look at this. It's something to me, and we saw, I started going down this a little ahead of schedule. But, you know, I, I said this over and over. But, you know what? It's amazing having that relationship with Christ. And when storms of life come up and you plug in with the Lord, that doesn't mean that you're not hurting. That doesn't mean that it's not serious. It just means that we're trusting God through it. And you know what? That's unbelievable sometimes to the world. Most times it is unbelievable to the world. But you know what? It's just a blessing to the believer that we can walk with that. But you know what we need to do? We need to take a look at what God has for us. Amen? Remain teachable. I want us to remain teachable. You know, the Lord desires for us to have peace. I'm going to give you some scripture to rivet this in, okay? I always like to give you God's word with that. John 14, 27 says, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. How many times we get overwhelmed with the things of life? And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that these things are not real. Or, oh, just get over it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying let's look at it from the backdrop of blessing and release the limits and let God work in our life so that we can be overcomers. That's what he's done for us, okay? Here's something else. Sift out his treasure promises. Translation, dig in the word. Dig in the word. You know what? I forgot about this, but I think I can grab it real fast. Let me take a look here. I usually keep these with me all the time. I do. Check this out. What do y'all think this is? Boy, you can tell I'm from Bucker. What do y'all think this is? What do you think I have in my hand? It looks like a deck of cards. Well, you know, somebody gave me this a while back. Um, so was one of my ministry partners way back. And, it's, uh, and it is some cards. But you know what? It's got tons of blessings out of God's word written on that. You know, sometimes I keep that with me because I carry the word. And sometimes I just start looking at this. Man, take a look at this. Psalm 1611. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. Man, you open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord holds all of those who fall. Wow, look at that. Now right there, what does it do? It starts getting my eye off my problem and my eye on the problem solver. I'll give you a perfect example. We had all the family together uh, this time around for, for Thanksgiving. It was at our house, which is a great blessing. Love family. It just seemed like I can't get enough people in the house. You know, some people say, man, there's a lot of people. I'm like, come on. I love being with people. And, you know, I thought, Lord, how can we do something a little different just to just slow it down, slow the pace down, and show you that it's all about you? And I thought about these cards. So under everybody's plate, they got one of the cards. And, you know, it's really cool when you take about 15 people and just take a few minutes after you pray, and each one of them reads a promise of God. I'm going to tell you what. Read the promises of God for the people of God. And if you have put your faith and trust in him, those promises are for you, all right? That's just a little side note. Remain teachable. Sift out the treasures of his promises through God's word, amen? Invest in others. 
Oh, that takes time. Yes, it does. But you know what? It pays off some great dividends, doesn't it? You got time for another story? Like a door. This week, listen to this. Stay on the go. And man, I, tell you, I see more Jesus in the supermarket and places to eat than anywhere else. Isn't that crazy? I really do. So I'm heading over to my mom's house at lunch. I'm going, I'll call in some hot dogs. I'll jump in and come back. Man, I got to get back to work. I'm going. And the parking lot's full. And I run in, get the hot dogs. And I'm coming out. And I get like three steps from the door. And I hear somebody go, sir, I already knew what the deal was. I could have kept walking. I could have said, I didn't hear nothing. I said, sir. I said, yeah. And this lady said, do you have 50 cent or 75 cent? I said, hey, why don't you come here and talk to me for a minute? She pointed me. Yeah, come here. I said, what's your name? She told me her name. I said, what's going on in your life, man? She said, things have been tough, sir. I said, really? I said, what's good? She said, I'm new to this area. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough out here. I said, yeah, it is. I said, how about I pray for you? Would that be all right that God would just open up and just make a way for you? She said, yeah, right? And guess what? I didn't do this to make a show or anything else, but just how God worked, right? I'm standing in front of the door. Nobody can come in and nobody can come out, right? Don't you love it? So I'm praying, and I can feel the door going like, I'm here, I'm here right now. So I'm getting to pray for this young lady and asking God to reveal her itself to her, right? And, and just bless her in this, those areas and stuff. And, but you know what happened is, just like I thought about that when I got ready to leave, just like the boat we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and I'm, I'm repeating it again, when Jesus got in the work boat, it became a pulpit. When I took time to invest in somebody, it took two minutes, two minutes, to invest in somebody's life and share the love of God with them and let them know that they are of value, right? Right where they are, not when they clean up, not when they get the big job, not when they get the house, right where they are, they make a difference, right? And God loves them, right? Guess what? Everybody in the restaurant looking. So when I, I say amen, the Lord's just like, look, look behind you. And, I'm like, and everybody's going like this. They got their burgers and stuff. They go, what are they doing out there? Man, you know, somebody took some time with somebody. Aren't you glad somebody took some time with you? I know I am. I got saved from a Bible track on Halloween night outside of the church. Was not banging on the church doors. Many of y'all have heard the story. God sent people with a heart like his own to go outside the world. Work the doors to make a difference in the world. Amen? So, so many times, we just got to slow down. Now, this is what really got me. I'm thinking, okay, this standard procedure, man, we're going to love on people where they're at. We talk about it every week. Good. Listen to this. This didn't hit me till the next day. I got in the middle of the parking lot, and she goes, sir. I go, yeah. She goes, what church do you go to? And I go, Keep the promise worship, sir. I had You know, right? So guess what? Everybody in the parking lot got to hear. Keep the promise worship. I mean, I wasn't. I was just answering the question, you know. And and so you know what? God gave us a platform on the sidewalk. God gave us a platform in front of the the open and closed door. God gave us a platform in the middle of the parking lot in a busy area, busy time where a lot of people wouldn't even slow down. When even, they would just keep going, I don't hear that. Whatever the case. What I'm saying with that whole thing, invest in people, they're worth it. God thought you were worth it. He's pouring into your life to make a difference in others. Amen? Amen. Look for God's hand in your present situation. Now, you know what? 
I believe all of us got a few things going on from time to time, don't we? And sometimes it's just overwhelming. And I was praying about this, and as I pray uh, every day with the, with the crew here, we pray for you guys probably before you even get up. I tell you that all the time, and that's, that's not a story. That is, that is the truth. And the Lord laid this on, on my heart. When I wrote down, look for God's hand in your present situation. He said, if you could see my littlest fingerprints in your situation, you can trust that my hand is there. I said, I've got to write that down. Lord, that's if you can just see a little bit of God's fingerprints in your problem, let me tell you, you can trust and rest assured that his hand is there and he will see you through. Amen? That's just amazing stuff that God continues to show us through his word. Amen? Everybody doing good, right? Yes, bud, we're doing good. Praise God. Amen. Good, yeah. I love it. Interaction. Woo. You know what? I believe there's things in our life that we really can't give if we don't have. And forgiveness is one of them. I really believe that. You can say, yeah, I forgive you. I'm, I'm talking about true forgiveness. And if you haven't experienced true forgiveness, it's hard to give that, right? So take a look at this. See, many times we need to forgive ourselves so we can come to a place to forgive others. Now, that's a good place to write that down and say amen, right? Take a look. We need to receive it. We need to receive God's forgiveness. Mm-mm-mm. We need to give it. We need to pass it on. And lastly, we need to share it. So I'm talking about receiving it, give it, and then continue to give it. The forgiveness, right? You know what I think? Why, why do you think forgiveness is so sweet? Somebody was just praying, the Lord just laid on my Why do you think that forgiveness is so sweet? And this is what he laid on there. I, I believe it's because it comes from the heart. You can't buy forgiveness. You can't even reason forgiveness. Somebody did that, then they should get this. Wham! That's not forgiveness. Right? I'm not saying that, oh, whatever goes, we just throw up our hands and things like that. I understand that there's circumstances and things like that. um, That, you know what, there's still a fallout from that person doing this or that or whatever. You with me? Okay? But I'm saying for us, as as the receiver of of some of these things that's happened in our life... If we can come to the point, and when we come to the point, to receive God's forgiveness in our life, it brings forth healing in our life. And when we can release that, remember we were talking about releasing healing? When we can release that forgiveness back, you watch how the restoration process continues in our life, right? Again, it comes from God's heart to your heart, and then throws, flows out in the form of a blessing. You know, when you blow it, I don't know about you guys, Forgiveness is a great thing, you know? Doesn't, isn't that what we really desire when the Holy Spirit says, hey, Mr. Mark, and we want to get things back on track? And God says, you know what? I forgive you. I pay the price for each and every sin, today, tomorrow, all the way through. I'm not bound by time, and it costs me everything when you receive it. And then he wants us to share it. That's the thing that I think is so amazing. You know, I'm going to give you some scripture with that. I want us to release the limits of our forgiveness. David says it in Psalm 51, 7 like this. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. He's saying, you know what? When we come to the point and we go, God, fix it. God, I'm sorry. God, help me with this. The word says, oh God, you will not despise. 
He already knows everything. He already knows all the deals and all the deeds. But God is gracious enough to share his forgiveness with us. Isn't that a beautiful thing? So if you're here today and you feel like you've got this weight on you, lay it down at the foot of the cross and allow God to bring forth healing, forgiveness, and restoration in our life. Right? Where does it start? It always starts with the heart. It's always a heart condition. Everything that I see that I go through the word, whether it's giving, going, serving, doing, whatever it is, it's always about this thing right here, our heart. So you know what? We need to have our hearts in tune with the things of God. And the way we do that is spending time with God, reading the word of God, right? Coming to fellowship. Make this a priority. If it's not a priority, make it a priority. You know, a lot of times the first of the year, we say, man, I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Make this a priority. But you know what? Lord, if this is where you call me, then I'm going to come here. And this is where I'm going to serve here. And this is where I'm going to pray for folks here, wherever it is. And if this isn't the place, find the place that God has for you and run as hard as you can into the arms of Jesus. See, I'm not about building a church. It's God's job. But I tell you what, I keep that door open for you. And I love you right where you're at. And that's the whole thing when we come here. You know, I want you to know you belong, man. You're worth it. We want to invest in your life through the loving grace of God. To see God do what he can do in your life. Because he's got great plans for you. Amen. So it's all about working from the inside out and sharing it. Yeah, one more. A couple more slides here. I'm sorry. Trust. Now what do you mean by trust? I think it says the best this way right here. 2 Corinthians 3, 4, and 6. Such confidence we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves. But our adequacy is from God, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And there's a couple of points I want to pull out there. And, and I tell you what, this is, this is just awesome. When you think about it, our confidence comes from Christ, we can be confident in what Jesus did. Amen. So when people say, man, how do you talk to people? I'm just being available. I'm going to tell you guys another little quick story here. You're looking at a guy that was sick every day before school, man. Whoo! You say, no, not you. You like being out in front of No. My mom would say, if you can make it all week, we'll get you a BB gun. Anything. She said, you're going to lock us up. You've got to go to school. You know, I'm serious, but I wasn't, it was very serious to me. And I don't understand why. It's, it's tough. So I understand when a situation comes up. But let me tell you how God worked in that. God starts showing me, you know what? You let too many people worry you. Oh. You let too many circumstances that you can't control worry you. And it's very real. It's very real for me, let me tell you. It wasn't like, well, I just don't feel good. I don't want to go to school. I didn't want to go to school. What happens if they ask me a question? What happens if I have to go to the restroom? And I would just start looping. And when it started out here, man, by the time, time it was time to get ready to get on my bicycle with my banana split lunchbox, man, I was overwhelmed. Did, y'all have, did you have one I see? No, he had a road runner, didn't he? There you go. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, the reason I bring that up is when we find out that our confidence and adequacy is from God, it changed everything in my life. It changed everything in my life. And that's what I want to pass on to you. God is a life transformer. Taking you right where you are, man. Hey, you know what? I don't know what situation you're walking in, but God does. 
And I just want to point you to the truth and put the trust in Him. Amen? It's all about the Spirit gives life. The Spirit of the Lord living in us through the personal relationship of Jesus Christ bringing life. It's about His sacrifice. It's about His love. And it's about His promise because He is faithful. He is the one that we put on the forefront of our heart. Amen? And with that being said, I'm going to pull this around here and get ready to bring this home. Understand that God is faithful. Even when we're not, we need to reflect on his faithfulness. Just like I said, the challenge that I talked to you guys about, looking and writing down the blessings, that's the faithfulness of God. That's the faithfulness of God and God working in our life, right? I want to give you some scripture to, to, to bring this home. First Thessalonians 5, 24 says this, God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. God's got a calling on your life right where you are. Right where you are. You think, what difference can I make? I'm an eight-year-old young lady. You know what? You might be the most amazing Bible teacher coming out there. You might be the best mama coming out there. Because you know what? You're going to remember these things and God's going to work that in your life. And you're going to impact your children. See, we think it's all about the big job and all that. You know what? If you got that, I think that's great. Use it as a pulpit to share Jesus. But you know what? If you're out here picking up trash, use it for a pulpit to, to, to share Jesus. Whatever it is, you know. I know sometimes I think about this. You know, you see people being waitresses and things like that. That's a tough job. But you know what? If you could take that perspective and say, this is my domain. Lord, trust me with this table. Everybody comes through here. I am going to respond and react and with my Christ-giving character from Jesus Christ. Wow. That's your ministry. So whatever it is you're doing, allow God to move in your ministry. He said, I'm not in ministry. Oh, yeah, you are. If you're a believer, he says, go tell them. And it might be at school. It might be at the gas station. It might be cutting grass. But you know what? God will work that in your life. Another scripture. 1 Corinthians 1, 9 says, God will do this for he is faithful to do what he says. And he has invited you into partnership with his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Man. You see business deals all the time. You see people say, man, I'm going to partner up with them. They got it going on. If you know Jesus, you're already in a partnership. He's not slack on, on coming through on his promises, right? He's not uh, skimpy in his resources, amen? amen? But don't get wrapped around chasing the hand of God. Look at the heart of God, and you'll see what comes out of that. It's love, compassion, blessing, right? And it's righteousness, Amen. One more I got for you. Hebrews 12, 2. It says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He sat down because it is finished. We can't add to it, but we need to receive it. Amen? That's what we need to do. So take a look at this. Be faithful with, with what you have been entrusted with. Now, usually people think, Oh, he's talking about money. Okay, we're talking about money. If God's entrusted you with some money, guess what? Be faithful with it. Because guess what? He's the guy that gave it to you. And we're going to be talking about that coming up soon. It's all his, and we're stewards of that. Meaning we're managers of that. It's all his. But he entrusts us with that to be a blessing and further the kingdom. Amen? So when you give, give your best gift. Right? Now, something else. Take a look at this. What about the talents God's given you? What about the time that God's given you? 
A lot of times people retire and they go, man, I, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm retired now. Man, I tell you what, you just freed up for some more ministry the way I look at it. If that's the case. God has entrusted us with such a great gift. And that's the gift of salvation that only comes through Jesus Christ. But he's entrusted us with that so that we can share it with the world. This next thing I have here. I said, give with an open hand and receive with an open heart. I want to explain what I'm talking about now. When we give our offering, when we give our time, give with an open hand. Don't give grudgingly, even if it's your time. Don't say, well, I'm going to spend five minutes over here, but when it's my turn, I need him over here for ten minutes too. Give from the, from the heart and watch how God multiplies that in any area of your life. Because if it's the right motive that we talked about in the beginning and we're releasing that through faith, God's going to be faithful for what we give him and what we do with what he's entrusted to us, right? So today I pray that you receive this message with an open heart, guys. We covered a lot of ground. We covered a lot of ground. I just want to hit a few things here. You know, we talked about being short-sighted and what that means. You know, that we're not looking at the blessings that we have. We're just looking at the problem. So many times we've got preconceived ideas, but we need to know that the Father knows best. You remember that old movie there? Father Knows Best TV show? Well, I'm going to tell you that our Heavenly Father knows best. I wrote this down. Don't be a know-it-all, but know the one who knows it all. Don't be a know-it-all. Be the one who knows it all. People say, well, what do you know about that? I don't know, but I'm going to talk to the Lord about it. Well, what do you think about that? I said, let's get God's word and lay it down and let's see what God says about it. And then let's come alongside in agreement with that and watch God move the mountain in your life and in my life and provide what we need. Amen? Bring forth the healing, the blessing, right? And something a lot of people don't want to talk about so many times is hell. You know what? If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and you die, you spend eternity in hell. Right? People can say separation from God, this and that. That's true too. But I'm going to tell you, that's a place you don't want to go. And God's paid the price that you don't have to go there. You just need to receive it. So preconceived ideas, well, I'm not as bad as the guy down the street. We're not talking about the guy down the street. God speaking, I pray, to each individual here. If you die tonight, you know for sure you go to heaven. And you say, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, you know what the Bible says in John 14, 6. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Our sin separates us from an awesome and holy God. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So you're in good company there because that's where we're at. It's all level right here. But the good news is this. At the foot of the cross, it's all paid for. But will you receive it? Amen. Will you receive that peace? Will you receive that forgiveness? Will you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him and say, Lord, today is my day. Lord, that made sense to me. There's things in my life uh, that, that need to be straightened out. Lord, there's things uh, I thought I could make it on my own. But today, Lord, I'm asking you to come into my life and forgive me of my sins. Today, Lord, I want to be yours. I, I just call on your name as the Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us that if we confess with our mouth to the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So if that's you today and you've never made that confession of faith, do it today. And I want you to realize this. God is faithful. Just like we says here, God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. So as we finish this up, guys, I'm going to ask you to just close your eyes and I want to speak straight to your heart. Lord, take these words and, and, and just 
Let them be your words. Father, I thank you for the day. And if there's one here that don't know for sure that they're going to heaven, if they die, I'd ask them just look up here right now at me and say, hey, you know, I'm not sure about that. And I want to show you and tell you from God's word, just like we said a minute ago. It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself. It's a gift from God. If you're here today and you've never received that gift and you want to know about that, just look this way and I want to tell you about it. God sent his son and lived a sinless life to pay the price for the sins of the world. And that's what Jesus did for you. He poured out his blood. He gave his life. And on the third day, he rose. And when we link our faith to that, when we say, I believe that I confess the Lord Jesus today as my Lord and Savior, he sends the Holy Spirit to seal you. He says, you are mine and I'm yours. That's what I pray today for each and every one here. If you're here today and you feel like, man, it feels like I've been missing the mark. Well, join the crowd. You know what? Today is a new day, a fresh start. Walk in the grace of God. Receive his forgiveness. And trust in the truth of his word. It says, God will do this, for he is faithful to do what he says. And he has invited you into a partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I pray each one has a partnership with the Lord Jesus Christ through a relationship of faith, calling on his name. Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for all you do. I thank you for each one here, Lord. Lord, take this message and make it so much more than any of us can ever do. Lord, I praise you and I thank you. Lord, help us to release the limits in whatever area you've shown us today in our lives. Whether it's to release the limits of faith, release the limits of doubt that we have, and cling on to the truth of God's word. Whatever it is, Lord, take that today and work it anew in our hearts to make a difference. Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, everybody.